Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Bernie Talk. So today, we're going to go over something that I have a gigantic issue with in soccer. All these ex-players and TV radio personality guys who have now realized that it's not about actually giving the facts about games and players, but it's about seeing who can get the most clicks and who can go viral. And no matter if it's for or against, whether you believe it or not, whether what you're seeing is what they're saying is true or false, they just need to be the most outrageous that you could possibly be in order to get clicks and views and likes and follows. And that's all they're really uh, worried about. I mean, if you look at some of the things that people are talking about, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, they'll talk about it whether it's uh, ex-player talking about a team that they played for and they're just talking them up like it's beyond good. Like, um, you know, a case in point, one of the worst uh, culprits of this are ex-Liverpool players. They will never, ever badmouth their team. Perfect example is last season. Van Dyke was injured. Now, okay, he's your, he's your guy. But they gave an excuse of why their season went bad was because of all these injuries that they had. Before that season, they were talking about how they have to replace the other defenders next to Van Dyke because they don't feel they're good enough. But when those guys go down injured... They have tons of injuries. That's why they're so bad. Nothing else. It's not that they're not playing well. It's not that they're one-dimensional where they're basically give, try to get Salah and Mane the ball and let them do whatever they want, and then the rest of the guys just don't let the ball out. So it wasn't that. It wasn't that they maybe weren't playing that well. It was all their injuries, all their injuries. But when a guy like Carragher sees another team struggling, oh, you can't have an excuse as injuries. That's why you have a squad. But when it comes to Liverpool, oh, no, 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 we have injuries, we have injuries. That's the only reason why we're not doing well. And that's not giving a truthful outlook on things. So if you're telling me that one team can't use that, but the other one can, then you're not giving an honest uh, opinion. So, and then with that being said, with the, with the uh, ex-players uh, say all the good, like, you know, a Carragher and Owen... With Liverpool, they basically were non-existent for 30 years. Up until the last few years, uh, they've been pretty much just like one of those teams that bounce around, maybe top four, maybe not. But if you listen to them, they somehow can skew history into thinking that these guys were one of the biggest things for 30 years. They tell other teams not to live in the past, but yet before these past couple of years, that's all they did. So something like that is not truthful journalism. It's clickbait. It's basically trying to get likes, views, whatever you want to do. You know, and then you get another, uh, another set of uh, ex-players like uh, Manchester City ex-players. Right now, I didn't realize Manchester City had all these like, like past players that were so successful. Up until they were bought. They were bouncing around lower divisions, but everybody tries to make you pretend like that never happened. They're trying to make you think that what is now has always been. So you get guys like Trevor Sinclair, who's running around, giving his opinion every other minute, 
saying, oh, well, yeah, Manchester City, this guy, Manchester City, that guy. Well, I look at him more of a West Ham player, but somehow him, uh, uh, Richards, these guys who played in a time when Manchester City were basically average, if not below average, but now they have uh, this voice like they were a part of this thing. You know, I look at these guys as just guys who want to get their name out there, who want to get their, like, Twitters, their Instagrams, their followers up. So they're just not really looking at it at, as a uh, fair outlook on their team. They're looking at it like, I need to get these guys to like us. I need to get likes. I need to get uh, views. So when you look at something like that, you know, for, for example, uh, Richards is running around on every show telling everybody how city this, city that. Yeah, they are successful right now, but please go back to what they were. And you can't, you know, you can't just talk about one thing without talking about an overall look if you're trying to claim that you're one of the biggest teams in the world. Maybe financially, but as a team, I don't think so. So please, a little bit fairness to it, because as of right now, I'm not getting fairness, and it's just basically a uh, love fest for certain teams, and you sit there listening to these shows or watching these shows, and they're just laughing, joking, having a great time, but there's nothing coming out of it. It's almost like, look at us, look at us, look at us, and oh, I forgot there is a game going on. Let me just talk about how great one team is and the other team is useless. You know, and then you go to guys on the radio, TalkSport, perfect example. These guys, I don't know if it's a joke, if they're being serious or what it is, but you do not get anything out of this stuff whatsoever. Like, it, it's basically just a big joke the whole time. They're, they're having, like, uh, I, I almost want to believe some of these callers are fake because I can't believe these people would call in and say stuff like this. But, you know, you talk about things, and then, like, you know, in the morning shows or the afternoon drive shows, they say things, and you listen, and you're like, do these guys actually believe that? Like, it's, it's hard to believe, but I almost feel like some of it is just about getting, again, like, the views and the listens. Because for a team like Manchester United, who they claim are basically a non-existent team anymore. Like, they claim that they've lost their, they're lost their way, which I kind of do believe that. However... If there's a team that has lost their way and they're not relevant at the moment, they wouldn't be taking up half to three quarters of their shows talking about how useless they are. You know, they, it's whether there's, it, it, they're, they're, who's the manager? What's this? There's a crisis. Uh, Ronaldo is this. Pugba is that. Bruno can't do something. It's, oh, if there was this many issues there, I don't know how they would get anything done day to day because it seems like every other minute there's a crisis and it's Shangri-La uh, and the rest of the, uh, the quote-unquote big teams. You know, it's always great. Oh, look at amazing. Look at how great this is going. But at United, there's always an issue. And these guys bang their drum on it constantly, every day. Something's the wrong. Something's the matter. They claim to be fair. And they claim to always, like, give you the truth. And there's no bias toward anything. But then you, like, watch them or listen to them. And they give you these, like, crazy stories like, you know, well, basically, these, uh, you know, this team will be getting all the players that they need. And w what do they need? Maybe a backup, like, oh, a Lionel Messi as their backup uh, midfielder or something crazy like that. 
then they talk about other teams. Well, they have to be happy with what they're getting and they should just do this and, oh, this team. And then they have people on there and they're talking with each other. They're basically talking to, to themselves. That's the problem. They talk to each other, which is basically a mirror image of themselves, and they pat each other on the back, and they're like, oh, we're great, we're great. And doing that, you don't get anything out of it, you know? And then you get, you get other shows who are just, they just think like they're comedy, comedy hour, like, you know, say like a Darren Bent and uh, Goldstein. They're just talking and joking. They're talking about this, that, and the other, and I understand it's sort of like lighthearted, but... Then when they do talk about something, like Darren Bent is, gives these opinions where it's just kind of like, okay, who are you working for? Like, honestly, because I, I sometimes hear these, 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 these stories, and I can't honestly believe he believes half the stuff that he's saying. Now, on to United ex-players. They, and I'll tell you again, like I'm a big fan, they possibly could be some of the worst, but on the opposite side of it. I understand now these guys were on the team at a time where they were beyond dominant and they, they won and they had the desire, the strength, the skill to like beat anybody. And I understand this team is not like that. Far from it. However, when you listen to these guys... They seem to say it so negatively that I think it's all about getting people riled up, maybe myself, you know, to, to react online, uh, on, on phone-ins, whatever it is, so they can, you know, be like, see, I was the one that started that. Like a Gary Neville. Gary Neville, you listen to him, and I think, no, actually, I I'm almost a, a positive. He thinks he is the smartest person when it comes to anything to do with soccer. He tells you, he tells you one thing, and he, he'd be like, this is the truth. This is the truth. And then maybe two days later, he'll tell you something the complete opposite, but he'll tell you that's the truth, that's the truth. And it's always like it seems like it's always something negative toward Manchester United. Sometimes, you know, You've got to fight back, even if it is like, you know, you take a cue from other, from other people. You've got, to sometimes take, you've got to sometimes fight back in order to build up the team to give them some confidence. But it seems as though, like, he's found a niche where it's like, okay, if I put them down, I'll get a lot of people into it. Like, the, the, United, player, the United fans will go against, against me, but that's okay because, you know, I played for United and then everybody else would be like, yeah, see, even he thinks that. And it's always like, it's always over the top. It's always like a something crazy, you know, like whatever it is, you know. Guys, like, guys will say that like, you know, oh, uh, Ronaldo is terrible for the team. You know, uh, he can't score goals. He's the only reason why they're still in the Champions League, by the way. So, you know, he's, he's no good. Uh, Bruno's not what, doing what he's doing. But then if you look at the stats, you're like, okay, he's basically got the same stats as like the top guys in his position I understand they're not winning but individually if he's not doing it then how much more is he supposed to do and maybe what are the other guys doing you know that's what it is but it's always you you go after the you go after the big star and that's where you get your clicks and that's where a guy like Gary Neville likes it you know and then a guy like Paul Parker I hear him on the radio all the time and somehow he's always doing United games if I don't see the game, 
I would think that it was the most negative game ever because even like the past game, Ronaldo scored and he was like, oh, well, you know, this that, uh, wasn't that great. Or it hit the post. Oh, he's got to do better than that. That was terrible. Or, you know, whatever it is, it's always negative and like over the top negative. It's always something that he thinks is should be better. He thinks should have been done different. You know, uh, no, no offense to him, but like, you know, I, I would like to go through his career and see if there was ever mistakes, you know, like, but, but now he's got the microphone, so he's got the power, I guess, and he can just basically tell anybody that's listening, you know, this is bad, this is bad, United can't do that, United can't do that. Seems like they, they just can't get, the, get out of their way, and I understand they're struggling at the point, but there is positives, but basically if you listen to a 90-minute game from him, I don't think there is a positive in his eyes. Like, everything is negative. This past game, I understand it was, like, basically a very boring game. But there was moments that were okay. But even those moments, he pulled out the negative. And I think now on the radio, he's found he's that guy. He's the United, like, puncher. He's the guy who can, like, is a United guy. And he can hit at United and the radio loves that because what's better than to cause some controversy with very passionate fans for or against? And he's the guy who's giving that every day, that hammer to them, every game hammer. You know, so I don't know if these guys were told or on their own, like just like very, you know, natural. They found like, ooh, we can do this. We can get these clickbaits. And I think that's a huge clickbait, excuse me, or like a, uh, a like and a follow. I think they've found their way of doing things. And now you're basically listening to nonsense. So it just seems like right now, because of the social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, all the different things is that they are just wanting to do that, whether good or bad. And it's just a shame because you could definitely get something good with all these platforms now, but it seems as though the more outrageous they get, the better or, you know, the more, you know, they're joking, laughing and all this kind of stuff like that, 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 that's, that's the way to do it. Because I remember a time all these guys would always complain about how these kind of radio personalities were, you know, off the cuff, they would do whatever they wanted and they weren't following a pattern. Well, it seems as though they've jumped on that and now that is the pattern. And that's the way they're going to go. And it's just gotten to the point where it's just ridiculous. And I think that they got to figure out another way because this patting each other on the back, trying to, uh, you know, you know, go viral is just, um, you're not just get, you're not getting really anything out of it. You're getting a bunch of guys telling somebody how good somebody is. And another one, no matter how good or bad that, oh, it's bad, it's negative, it's whatever. And it's a shame because it's the players from those teams. Now, on to another subject. As much as I hate to say this, City and Liverpool have really set themselves away from everybody. And it's a shame because, you know, if you look at them, in reality, I know people are going to think I'm talking crazy here, but their teams, like top to bottom, aren't that much better than a lot of the other teams. You know, just, just as in individuals but as a whole they play as a group and they stick to their to their way of doing things like 
City. They have their way of doing things. Now, you look at their defenders. Would you say their back four and goalkeeper are, you know, any better than, like, say, a few other teams? Not really, but how they play, they play as the job that they know what they need to do. You know, they, they, they have been drilled into, you know, playing out of the back, whether I like that or not. You know, and their midfielders do a job and like how they're set up up top. They hold on to it and they almost like lull you to not realize what they're doing. And then they then they then they kill you, you know, and basically they've made the other teams believe it. And now it looks like there's like an intimidation factor and they've just completely set themselves apart. Now, Europe is a different story. The European teams don't seem to respect them as much as, like, England. I don't think they put them on that pedestal, and I don't think they put Guardiola on that pedestal. So you can see at times where these teams, whether big or small, go at City, and then they do get at them. You know, so, but domestically, I don't think that there's any uh, question that they've, de- they've definitely put themselves apart by intimidation, sticking to the way they're playing, and just just basically selling the other teams on a story that this is how they are, and the other teams just basically buy into it. You know, there's the, the other teams just basically praise them and just give them whatever they want. You know, they give them the space. They do whatever it is, and, they, and, and hey, all fairness to City, they take full advantage of that, and they... They just basically grind the other teams into the ground. And you need now teams to kind of bring that like thought process back of what it used to be like and go at them, make it uncomfortable. But, but right now, you have to say, and I hate to say it, I really hate to say it, City has basically taken control of the Premier League. And it's, it's, it's a terrible thing because I know some other teams should be able to compete with them. You know, you know, like I say, like a Chelsea. A Chelsea, they say, are competing, but basically, you know, they're maybe a step better than, say, like, uh, you know, the United, the, you know, there's a couple of the other teams, but they're not any closer to City. You know, Chelsea has a decent team, but they change so much, you don't know what you're getting from them. They try to put uh, Tuchel into the same category as a Guardiola or a Klopp, but, I mean, if you really look at it, uh, at, at PSG, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think back. I'm, he won the league, but then, like, right before he was fired, they were doing terrible, never won the Champions League, you know. So, okay, I understand he won the Champions League at uh, Chelsea. However, if you look at a guy like Di Matteo, he won it as well. So is, are you telling me Di Matteo is as good as Guardiola? And if you talk about that, Guardiola hasn't won the Champions League since with Messi. So, I mean, you could go round and round, but I feel like uh, Chelsea is getting lumped into that just because of the money they spend and, uh, you know, uh, they won the Champions League and Tuchel is in there and that's one of the hipsters' favorite managers too. You know, you got the short pants, the, you know, the cool guy, uh, you know, track suit on the sideline, you know, he's like, you know, hip with all the, uh, with all the players. So I wouldn't put Chelsea into that bracket. So you have city and then you have Liverpool. Now Liverpool is a, is a, is a weird, is a weird one because even before they were doing well, all their, uh, you know, uh, fanboys in the media and their ex teammates, uh, 
you know, would be in there telling everybody, oh, they're the greatest, they're the biggest, they're this, they're that, United and City, United City. But if you looked at it, United were winning everything. Or excuse me, not United City, excuse me, United Liverpool. United Liverpool. United were winning everything. City were basically a cup team. Now, I'm a United fan, and basically during the time of the success from 92 up until 2013, I really never knew what the heck Liverpool were doing besides when, like, they would play United. So now, because they have a little success, you know, they're, you know, forget it. They're in, the, they're in space. They're, they're one of the greatest ever. Now, I will say, as of right now, though, Klopp does have that same thing that Guardiola has over the rest of the teams. They, he has that intimidation. He has that control. He has them, the other teams believing these guys are not beatable. You know, so these teams go in there and basically the game's over before it started. You can watch it. Like, it looks like these teams don't even try to go at, at a team like Liverpool, you know, or a city, you know. And then you got on the sideline, you have, uh, you have him getting away with murder. He's basically putting fourth officials in headlocks. There was, I, I still can remember a time where he ran out onto the field during the game after a goal was scored to celebrate with his team. Now, I'm not saying that's good. I like that. However... Be fair. You know, you can't have him allowed to do that. And then, like, this past couple of weeks ago, United players getting uh, fined because of uh, they were yelling at the referee. It doesn't go both ways. But I, w- I will say, as much as I hate to say it, Liverpool have set themselves apart from the rest of the uh, league like City, and they're just allowing to do it because the other teams aren't going at them. You know, like a team like United, on paper, if you looked at them, they should be competing with the cities and the Liverpools. But they just don't seem to, like, go at teams like they do. They allow these teams to go at them. City and Liverpool basically crush the game off after 15 minutes. Over. Done. Game's done. Like, so it looks like that's their plan. They go at it. United seem to allow these teams to build momentum, these other teams that like a City and Liverpool crush, and they allow these teams to just kind of keep building, keep building, keep building, and then before you know it, they're down one nothing. On the other side, a City or a Liverpool's up 2 nothing because they've crushed all their spirits. And I give them credit. I hate to say it, but I give those teams credit about how they go about it. They allow these teams not to, or excuse me, they don't allow these teams to get into these games. They're, they're done. And it's little things, too, like, you know, whether if it's a foul here, a foul there, tell the ref something here, you know, hold on to the ball there for a little bit longer. All these little things, the manager on the sideline, big thing, the manager's on the sideline. They're basically dictating the narrative of the game. You know, if you watch it, you know, if something's not going right, they'll go in there, they'll start, they'll start kind of manipulating the fourth official, and before you know it, something's going their way. Uh, you know, that's my big pet peeve with uh, United. United managers, sit there. They don't do anything. Solskjaer, Rangnick, they're never, ever trying to control the narrative on the sideline. They're always allowing the other guy to control the narrative. I'm even talking about the teams that have no business competing with them. They're dictating the narrative. The smaller teams, the managers up there trying to get the fourth official to see what's going on. Meanwhile, the United managers are standing there allowing this to happen. 
And that's something that when United do bring in that new manager, whoever it is, he has to get that little bit of that arrogance, that little bit of bulliness back what City and, and uh, Liverpool are doing because their managers basically are bullying the rest of the league. And it's not a good thing. It's not a good look. United need to be up there competing. You know, I know Chelsea's sort of competing. You know, that's that that I'll give it a little bit, but it's not it's not the same thing. They're not they're not in any way competing for the league. It's those two right now because of how their managers have controlled the narrative. Yes, their players are doing well, but it's because of how they're playing as a unit. One v one, like player for player. I wouldn't say they're much better than some of the other top teams. But he, they have them playing as a unit and the managers controlling the whole thing. Now, I will say, though, this, this, uh, this fanning out of these people talking about that this could be the greatest team ever. Now, that I would calm down a little bit. You know, right now, you got to look at the strength of the league. When you have smaller teams being able to buy, excuse me, spend more than some of the big teams around the rest of Europe, and they're not pushing these two teams. You can't call them the best team ever. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's false claim. False claim, and they're trying to build, build some sort of story that's not really a story. So, you know, I definitely think that right now they are running away with it, and it's a sad thing, but I think that uh, this this kind of narrative of how some of these other teams are years away from competing. I, I find that not true because very quickly you can fix a few problems, whether it's with players, whether it's with the manager, whether it was just with an attitude. You change that, you're already competing because they don't, they don't have a dominance in the, in the fact of how dominant they are in play. They have a dominance of how they have their attitudes. That's what you need. Change your attitude, and you will compete with that. But right now, no question about it. I I'm almost hate to say it, but they are definitely the dominant force right now in those leagues. But uh, we'll see what happens coming up. You know, this weekend should be interesting. We'll definitely talk more about what's happening and then a few other things that I see that I think is very ridiculous, very annoying. And, of course, I'm going to talk about it. So until the next time, this is uh, Bernie at Bernie Talk. I hope everybody has an amazing day, and we will talk to you in the next episode.